Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, a sixth event podcast, video event one-shots, and an additional video D&D campaign. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbdumbdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows and vote on the way their stories will progress. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1 and there's great value for you at even that level. So please join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumbdumbdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dumb Dumbs and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise dice today oh welcome to one shots a dumb dumbs and dice podcast where professional voiceover actors and improvisers tackle one shot stories created in a variety of hit rpgs i'm your host dj one shot and i'm here to welcome you to the second session of star trek adventures this arc features our gm tom mcgee ryan laplante is security officer spork Tyler Hewitt is Dr. Bartosh Karai. Laura Elizabeth is Engineer Emery Tor, and the mysterious Kristen as Science Officer Emily Cobalt. The away team survived the journey through the anomaly and have found themselves in the future under the command of the traitorous Admiral Sims. What'll befall the crew of the newly christened USS Redundancy? Nobody knows cause it's one shot! <laughs> Star Trek Edition. Right, uh, Captain's Log, Stardate 48573.1. 
Oh, God, I didn't think I'd ever have to record one of these again. Uh, this is uh, Captain Anders of the newly rechristened USS Redundancy. I find myself, against my better wishes and better judgment, as the captain of what formerly known as the USS Moonhammer once again, despite my rather storied history that you can find in various Starfleet logs, I've been granted an opportunity at redemption with the very same people that I failed before. We are currently berthed on Narander Station. The ship has taken heavy, heavy damage coming through whatever space anomaly brought my former crew forward into the future with them. And currently we have been authorized by my old nemesis, Admiral Sims, to fix the ship up before we can accept any further missions. Given that it has been some years since I've set foot upon this ship, I have authorized my crew to make any upgrades they see fit, after which I will review their choices and decide appropriately, because I will show leadership and determination, like a good Starfleet captain should. Oh God, I'm a Starfleet captain again. And log. So, um, having successfully returned to uh, Narendra Station, um, the ship is, again, in horrible disrepair based on uh, everything that's just happened to it. Uh, Admiral Sims, even though he still has a huge grudge uh, and a chip on his shoulder, has agreed, uh, given the state of the redundancy, uh, to some upgrades. Uh, you're getting a free warp core because, obviously, the ship can't function without that, and he's a dick, but he's not a stupid dick. Um, <laughs> so he's, uh, he's agreed to give you um, a new warp core, so that's great. You'll remember that the main damage the ship has accrued, uh, your sick bay is gone. You overloaded your weapons, so right now they're going to count as being breached. Your computer is old. You're down one shuttle because of the one that you lost on the away team mission. One of your helm stations has exploded, and I'm going to say your replicators are offline. So those are kind of the big damages to the ship right now. Um, the way that'll work in game terms is some of those... Um, won't provide huge disadvantages, but all of them will affect the the traits and features uh, of various combats until you can get them fixed. So, um, essentially, the way that ship creation works in this game is similar to creating a character. So, we already know that we're on a Miranda-class ship, and so you can think of that, that's the space frame, you can think of that kind of as the race of the character, if you want. Okay. So, in the same way you might pick Vulcan or Klingon, Miranda-class is our, our race for the ship. Um, we also have certain departments. So we've decided that the a redundancy is going to be a generalist ship, which I think makes a lot of sense. The Miranda class was built for that. Um, and particularly because you guys are redundant, they wouldn't specialize you as any one ship. As we mm. go along, you can alter those stats and uh, we can tool that up. So um, those are your major issues. Um, the redundancy has a number of talents. Um, as a Miranda class starship, it, is an, it has extensive shuttle bays, which means you can hold a lot of shuttles. Right now, you only have the one. Is How many is a lot? Um, I'm going to say up to four. Excellent. Uh, it is a Federation starship, uh, which will mostly count towards certain checks. It's a legacy vessel because the USS Moonhammer has a long and storied history in this timeline that you are mostly unaware of so far. It's old, given that the ship is from sort of the original series timeline. It means that some of your technology won't necessarily work as well or as effectively as it might otherwise. Uh, also, you're redundant, so I'm going to say every time you guys attempt something that I deem suicidally interesting enough to justify it, uh, you might get uh, bonuses from that. So, essentially, the ship's been around for a long time. Usually the way this works is you pick a service date for the ship to come into action, 
And every um, chunk of years, I think it's 10 years, uh, I could be mistaken, you get a retro a refit. So basically the idea being that you're constantly upgrading ships with new stuff. We didn't see this too much in the actual series until we hit Voyager, but it's that sort of idea. So um, Sims has given you two refits, which basically uh, in sort of standard role-playing sense are stat upgrades. So you're going to be able to bump two systems up uh, by one point each. Um, you're also going to be able to pick uh, two new attributes for the ship, uh, which fall under talents. So that's kind of where we're at with uh, with the ship. Narendra Station is um, a research outpost. Um, it's a very important station. It was named for a huge massacre uh, that actually solidified the alliance between the Klingons and Starfleet. It's where the Enterprise C was destroyed in this battle. It was like a very famous point in Federation history, but because the uh, captain flew the Enterprise in and fought in that battle, um, the Klingons witnessed huge valor and also the sacrifice that Starfleet was willing to make in order to kind of protect their colonists, and as a result, uh, forged the, the alliance. So this ship has been named, the, this station has been named in honor of it. It's right on the edge of the Shackleton Expanse, which is a huge part of space that is uh, generally very volatile um, in terms of uh, space-going phenomenon, and as a result, is very unexplored. Um, as a sort of side note about the RPG setting in general, um, the Shackleton Expanse is where a lot of Star Trek Adventures mm. living campaign takes place. Mm. So um, that's kind of the corner we're going to be playing in. The station itself is a collaboration between Klingons and Starfleet. Um, as I mentioned, when you first arrived, this is kind of new and interesting for you. Uh, the Klingon Cold War was in full effect during your time. And uh, as a result, you'd certainly met Klingons, mm. but to just see them casually walk around would be as strange in modern terms as when the Berlin Wall fell and suddenly, you know, East Germans and West Germans were just hanging out together or when the USSR fell and suddenly Russians were just around. Um, so it's an exciting new station for you. Um, also birthed right now in uh, at Narandra Station is a uh, Klingon warship, the IKS Mupal, uh, which is a cavort class uh, bird of prey. Uh, it's getting some upgrades, uh, mostly to sensors, and um, Sims has authorized the same sensor upgrade technology to be applied to the redundancy since the crews are already working on it. Uh, so essentially, what I'm going to allow you guys to do now is figure out what sort of upgrades you want to put on the redundancy. Um, it's a strange new world. Technology is much better here in the future, so there's some kind of exciting stuff. Uh, so I will turn it over to um, Emery Tor, and uh, you can talk through. You get two new upgrades, so uh, she'll walk you through what you can pick. We must return back to the fray. I would suggest a top five list of upgrades we can achieve in our time on this station, Lieutenant Tor. Yeah, that makes sense. Um... Okay, so one I'm throwing out there is rugged design. So uh, basically, it's a durable construction, easy access to critical systems. We can make repairs easily. Um, so it reduces the difficulty of all tasks to repair the ship by one. We Which might need to do a bit of repairs on this ship. Everything is broken. <laughs> that's, that's true. We should repair everything. <laughs> Not the least of which is your captain. Perhaps the most broken oh. element of all. I'll, uh, I'll be seeing to that. <laughs> the captain may be irreparable. Let's focus on systems. Um, we've got a top-notch warp drive, so we don't need that. Um, ooh, secondary reactors. What is this pad you are holding? I have only seen computer screens built into consoles up to this point. Um, so, Tor, um, 
uh, at the end of uh, at the end of our last session, you mentioned that you were accessing uh, memory bank alpha. So I think, uh, generally speaking, um, any next gen style technology um, that exists, right. you can probably provide an explanation of. So why don't you fill in uh, Spork on on your new delightful tablet tech? It's a data pad. So you know how like we could only access data at like a terminal before? Yes, that was inefficient. Well, now it's on this like little cool size thing. Excellent. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. Where do I requisition one? Um, I I, th- I think we I think we got some probably a couple extra ones about an engineering. Then I shall I, claim I yours after one. this meeting. Continue. <laughs> well, no, you won't. But I'll get you another one. <laughs> good good try, Spork. Acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> so um, while this is happening, uh, Cobalt, you're just very quietly like pulling out your communicator and just requisitioning these things to be brought up. And by the time they're done, bat- like bickering back and forth, someone just shows up with a stack of data pads and just like <laughs> passes them out. It's definitely like a Wesley Crusher level, like excitable Starfleet oh, junior <laughs> officer yeah. who kind of looks in awe, but also gentle confusion at all of your like really outdated costumes. And it's like, Oh, uh, here are your pads. <laughs> I take two. Uh, no, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to, Emery will distribute the, the data pads. Acceptable. <laughs> you get one for now, Spork. Acceptable has already been stated. We are wasting time. Move on. Yeah, all right. Um, how about improve reaction control systems? So it basically gives us better maneuvering. Uh, anyone? I don't Tempting. Know. I mean, could have been pretty useful in that last battle. <laughs> Considering how many holes have been placed in the ship, moving out of the way of... Fire may be an intelligent decision. Ooh, improved hull integrity? Oh, yeah, we're going to need that. Advanced shields? Is there anything for reinforcing the helmsman's <laughs> console? Um, Does this list include repairs or are these upgrades to our systems? So uh, I'm going to throw out, just for, for mechanics' sake, um, you'll be able to make do with all these tasks, but, for example, if you don't have a med bay, um, that's going to affect... The, uh, it's going to change the traits applied to any challenges based around mm-hmm. med bays. Um, right now, everything is functional enough. You have a doctor, so me- medical stuff can still happen. You just don't have an extensive med bay right now because yeah. it exploded. So, yes, think of them both as repairs and attributes. So, less as what what were what are our what are our ideal upgrades, and more so, what do we need to make the ship functional now? So, is there anyone assisting us with? with- You'll, you'll have a full, so there are, uh, there's a team of engineers mm-hmm. on board Narandra um, that will be helping you and helping do okay. the upgrades. Um, they are being run kind of thin by working on both the Klingon vessel and yours, but yeah, they'll be helping to install okay. all of this. Great. Yeah, you guys don't need to just like do the Chewbacca thing where you're just like yeah, up there like, with a little <laughs> blowtorch being like, ugh. Like, Ten years later, we finally got into space. Well, do we want an advanced sick bay since we like I, have none? I mean, one of us <laughs> might... Medical is a high priority. However, would it make sense to select a rugged design where we could perhaps enact some of our own prepare our own repairs if, and combine that with advanced shields, considering ours were stripped with a single blast? If we get blown ship. up because our shields suck, I don't think an advanced med bay is going to help us. I'll give you one other option that isn't in there. Um, it's a shielded med bay. You can split. Yeah, yeah it's, it's <laughs> a shielded med, med bay, bay that right. just generates <laughs> yeah. new. And I strongly advocate for the shielded med bay. <laughs> And it has guns. And the guns <laughs> shoot tiny enterprises. Um, that excellent. Then, that then shoot other guns. <laughs> yeah. 
It is uh, a, <laughs> and then the, then the dogs have bees in their mouth and they bark, the bees come out. It's a self-reproducing weapon cycle. <laughs> I think it's called the Genesis device. Um, okay, so here's what I'll do. Um, the other thing I can offer you is I'll let you skip one upgrade to repair two. Oh. Two pieces. Ooh. So this is out of character well, right we now. I'm just asking. Uh, so that would leave us with one upgrade and two repairs two to repairs. be done? Yeah. Okay. Well, we need. I think we need to repair our helm if we want to go anywhere. <laughs> Technically, only one console there, has exploded. We have still managed to yeah. divert power. I would suggest upgrading to advanced shields and repairing both our weapons yeah. and our med bay. It would give us the strongest tactical position moving forwards. So I just pull right. one of uh, the engineers aside and go, did they, um, did they fix those exploding stations, you know, in the future? And she just laughs and laughs and laughs. She says... <laughs> What are you gonna expect next? Seat belts? And then she kind of like goes off down there. She's like, "Hey, did you hear that lady? <laughs> yeah, she's asking about exploding consoles. That's <laughs> you can't good. stop Sounds that. like we it's can expect future. seat belts. <laughs> Clearly, Sounds the better like just around the corner. <laughs> I agree with Doctor Karai. It makes a lot of sense. I'm glad Starfleet has made reasonable precautions when it comes to seat belts, as they are called. Meanwhile, the uh, the Klingon vessel is like, "Well, why are you installing these seat belts? They're like cutting them out, <laughs> throwing them in a pile." It's the entire stock of seatbelts for the station. This level of precaution is not honorable. <laughs> there is no honor in seatbelts. <laughs> okay, I think we... Okay, so advanced shields? Yeah. And then repair our uh, weapons? And I would suggest the med bay. And, and the med, med bay. bay. I feel like people are going to get hurt. It, oh, it, I, I think we need a medical facility. I, I yeah. am in complete agreement. It does sound agreement. like my hands might get full. So I would appreciate the med bay. Yeah. None of us know the competency of Captain Andrews. Well, to be frank, I'm pretty competent yeah. for planned Continue, and frank. scheduled appointments and surgeries and things like that. It's more like uh, triage on the fly and things like that, where uh, a facility would be much, muchly appreciated. You all briefly flash back to Anders being just <laughs> fucking blasted apart on the bridge. and so wiping the seat clean. Yeah. Squeak! Squeak! Well, in the case of Anders' previous death, the medbay would serve no purpose. Perhaps we should get a second shuttle. <laughs> <laughs> Spork just yeah, wants shuttles. You just want a whole fleet of shuttles. Sorry, I guess what I should have clarified, everyone else was thinking about Anders exploding, yeah. and Spork was just thinking about how much more efficient two shuttles would be. <laughs> Do twice as many runs. We could convert one of the shuttles into a medbay. <laughs> well, there you go. There's your shielded medbay with guns. It's just a shuttle. Do we have I transporters? I don't want to be jettisoned. <laughs> uh, yes, you do have sh- uh, transporters. We got transporters. We do not require a second shuttle. Let's continue with yeah. the med bay. <laughs> also, make a note for the future. The doctor is Frank. My name is Bartosh. <laughs> but you just told us to be Frank. You are now Frank. Sure, sure, Spark. I'm Frank, but you can call me Dr. Bart. <laughs> I believe in using proper titles. Thank you, Dr. Frank. Uh, uh, where's Khan when you need him? <laughs> Thin the ranks a bit. On uh, the bridge. <laughs> I, <laughs> Excellent. Okay, Guys, is that I, a reference? I'm secretly dealing with my own identity crises here, so yeah, I'm just like, the whatever. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So um, you're going with... Advanced shields. All right, so if you could note that on the redundancy sheet, everybody. Ship's maximum shields are increased by five. Ooh. And which two stats do you want to bump from your refits? 
for the benefit of the tactical station, I would speak for both sensors and weapons receiving an upgrade. Uh, also, the max on any system is 12. So you're nowhere near any of that, because you've got uh, engines 8, computers 8, weapons 9, structure 8, sensors 9, and communications 8. Perhaps if we speak with Admiral Sims, he will allow us to upgrade all of the systems to 12. <laughs> I don't think Sims is going to be open No, to I want to see him try. You should go talk to him. <laughs> I will do this perhaps later. Let's make a minimalist choice now for efficiency. Okay. Well, I, I think... Uh... I know I show strong leadership potential, but leader, a leader is only as strong as his challengers. I look forward to your ideas. Right. I, I agree with the weapons, but we've got some pretty cool technology now. I think we should take advantage of it and you know upgrade that computer. How about that med bay, guys? <laughs> the med bay has already been agreed yeah, upon. We, we uh, well, yeah. we'll carry on then. <laughs> what about our engines? They're eight. Don't we want to get places faster? More efficiently? Yeah, do we? I would, would it help us run? <laughs> run from battles? We will not need to. We will achieve victory in every conflict. Will right. we? Yes. Okay. So you know, you know that for a fact? Yes. You can see into the future. No, that would be insane. So how do you know? I am the most capable of any foe we will meet. But how do you know? Sir, I've, I've never met a Vulcan like you. I'm, I'm fascinated. I read and study compulsively. I've carried out thousands of tactical scenarios. I'm carrying out five right now. Um, In all of them, you sorry, lose. Did you see the scenario? <laughs> Can I read his mind? <laughs> <laughs> You're the telepath. <laughs> Um, he just visualized, uh, crushing my trachea with a data pad. <laughs> that was one of your tactical scenarios. If the doctor turned against us, yes. <laughs> you were in charge in that scenario. You betrayed the Federation and corrupted Dr. Frank. Oh my God. Do you uh, want to go through the rest of these scenarios? All of them will make you sad. No, I don't. No, 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 I no, really I don't. don't. No, I think we're good. I think we're good. I think we're going to go with, <laughs> All right. uh, more questions later. In yeah. all scenarios, the doctor dies first. Yeah. I'm seeing that. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Spork. Oh, great. That'll be a good help to the rest of us. Thanks, Spork. I, I would recommend computers as the GM. I, I also, I, coming back to the conversation, as a, as a medical professional, would second uh, Lieutenant Cobalt's uh, suggestion that we upgrade the computers. It would be a huge boon to my medical research and uh, looking into... Uh, diagnosing uh, unknown, uh, un, excuse me, unknown and new uh, diseases and ailments. If it increases survivability of the crew, I would second this motion. Question: Do we really need to ask Anders? Like, we're all pretty smart. I think uh, we make the decision, right? He, he is a captain. Just go for it. No. He has left us to make these decisions on our own. As such, oh. checking in with him would be unnecessary. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Tyler Hewitt, just coming at you with a little special offer for you. You know, if you're a fan of uh, what we're doing here on the show, then we have, to borrow a phrase from Jerry Holkins, a patron-oriented experience tailored just for you. If you go to patreon.com slash dice. You can sign up and get a bunch of special features that we're not really going to make available to anyone else. So do that now. Well, not right now, but, you know. Computers it is, everyone. Agreed. Cut to Anders' ready room where he's sitting there drinking um, a bottle of uh, Klingon blood wine, and he's just like, oh, 
really hope they upgrade engines and structure. That's that would have made all the difference in the past. <laughs> and then he takes a drink and just stares at all of Captain Grantham's stuff that's still in the captain's ready room and begins to cry. Cut back to you guys in the hallway. So um, you uh, you give your upgrade instructions to the uh, engineering and uh, they begin to work on it. Um, Wait, so we did weapons. You decided to uh, fix your weapons. Basically, you decided to bandage solution your weapons and med bay and yeah. upgrade your shields. No, but we no, were but saying of the systems oh, we got to boost two. Weapons and computers. Yeah, weapons and computers. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I didn't realize that was a, there was a vote on weapons, but okay. <laughs> Sometimes the most effective victory is in a battle the other side is not aware they are fighting. Because they're dead? <laughs> or unaware there is a battle. <laughs> No, I was the person they were fighting in this instance. Ah, uh, okay. Thanks, Bork. Gotcha. Great. So you sent the uh, the engineering team to work. Um, the basically the the major sites uh, on this is going to take about a week to get your ship back up and running, as well as to install these new sensors. Um, so the engineering bay is uh, run by a Bajoran named uh, Mindar. So uh, Mindar is a very, she's a very effective engineer, but uh, you can tell that her crew is, is generally overworked. They've been called in to kind of work double duty. Uh, it seems that there's going to be a convoy heading out into the Shackleton Expanse shortly that uh, the Klingons are going to be escorting. And she kind of like looks at your ship and realizes that you're the only Federation vessel currently docked and is like, oh, you know, it'll probably be you guys as well. Um, so she's working, she's got her teams working sort of triple shifts to try and get both these ships up and running. But she mentions to, uh, you, Emery, cause I assume you're the one who went to talk to engineering about what you needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, she mentions that, uh, Captain Akul of the, uh, of the Bhopal is really driving. He's a huge taskmaster. He's, uh, he's the uh, captain of the, the Klingon vessel and just, He's, you know, he keeps second guessing the crews. He's just making them, you know, everything he's, he, everything he wants, he wants done now. Um, so she kind of asks you, she's like, look, I know you guys have been through a lot, uh, but we could really use a hand if you have anyone you can spare who knows anything at all about ship's technology. Actually, we've got someone I think who would be really useful. Um, so give him the benefit of the doubt. All right. Honestly, that's at, all I'm going to say at, at this point, I will literally take anyone and there's no way I could ever regret saying that. Okay. Hey, bing bong. Misa here. I regret this immediately. <laughs> Honestly, he's great. Misa going to do so good. Wait, is he a nug? Oh, you know, Oh, I have seen wonderful things come out of the nug Institute of engineering technology it's founded by this just this amazing, amazing heroic <laughs> nug named Bing Bong. Ooh! Uh, yeah, he did. He's done wonderful things. He honestly, he's advanced our understanding of warp technology in ways none of us could understand. Ooh, me so make a net. Great. Always wanted net. Uh, all right. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. I, I don't understand what you're saying, but yet that's okay. N-I-E-T, the nug institute. <laughs> Oh, oh, I, I am so sorry, sir. You know, he's a dream like that. Yeah, well, you know, maybe one day if you're as, as, as smart and articulate as Bing Bong, you'll be able to as well. Honestly, I heard his, his, he was actually the commencement speaker at my commencement. I've never heard someone so articulate and clear spoken. He sounded like a nicer guy. Me bring switch wall? Uh, sure, yeah, you can bring your switch wall. I know how much you nugs love your switch walls. Oh, good. She actually, she uh, she brings you in. She's like, I mean, you can bring your own, but just so you know, 
out of respect for uh, Bing Bong the Great, we've installed one of these just kind of in his honor. It, it, it's mostly ceremonial, but if you want to use it, <laughs> and I mean, it's not quite up to your standards, Bing Bong, but like it's pretty close. It's not bad for just kind of a layman's switch wall. Nice. They have one on a Klingon ship too. <laughs> she kind of like looks to her crew, <laughs> looks at you, and then she kind of like mischievously smiles and she's like, not yet. Mm, is it gonna do so good? <laughs> so Bing Bong goes to work on uh, on helping install things on both vessels. We'll check in with the Klingons in a little bit and see how that worked out for them. Um, great. So you guys have a week um, that you can spend just on board uh, Narendra Station. Um, you get the sense this is probably going to be your main port of call for the next little while. So um, you've been assigned quarters uh, that are yours. They're very very basic, but they are yours. So that's kind of nice. Um, in your quarters, uh, you find a change of clothes, so you've got sli- slightly more modern Trek outfits. Um, you're given, obviously, your data pads as well as modern communicators. Um, your phasers are th- the same because Sims didn't bother to requisition new ones. He imagines yours are probably fine. Um, as you wander around the station, there are sort of five major areas that you can play in. Uh, there's the engineering bay, the five major areas on the station. There's the engineering bay, uh, which is currently where the Mupal and uh, the redundancy are being retrofitted. There's Starfleet Ops, so that's kind of Starfleet's command on on board the station. Uh, that's where you went to speak to Sims. Uh, you know that the administrative liaison there is Jayla Carr, who is a uh, human who basically speaks on behalf of the Federation. Sims isn't always there. He's not stationed regularly on board here. He just happened to be when you, you arrived. Uh, there's also Klingon Ops, um, which your data pads tell you uh, the it's the Imperial liaison for the uh, Klingon Empire is Lokthar. And finally, there are the Science Labs. Um, this is obviously a research station, so uh, that being the case, uh, Dr. Lamb is the, uh, the Federation head of research who oversees operations from there. And last, but certainly not least, because everybody needs to unwind, there's Garvos, with an exclamation mark, which is the, uh, the station bar. Uh, which was founded by a uh, Frankie named Garvo Undayo. Um, God damn. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you're talking about, Tom. Um, so those are the locations you've got. Um, you've got, again, a week to kind of do whatever you want. So just let me know what you think your character would do over this spell of time, and uh, we'll let you know what's what. I, I think I know what Dr. Bart would want to do. I'd, he'd probably want to do two things. Learn about his life up to this point in the alternate timeline, because apparently he's not around anymore. Um, and also, um, just looking at my focuses of counseling and composure, I would probably want to pay a visit to Captain Anders and make sure that he is like, give, give him sort of like the, a mental equivalent of a physical and maybe just a straight up physical of like, I'm the ship's doctor, you're the ship's captain. Let's make sure that you're in uh, in tip top shape. Okay. Which of those would you like to do first? Hmm. Probably, probably speak to Anders, because I bet speaking to Anders is going to make me real depressed, and then I'm just going to want to look at how I died. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Uh, Spork, what would you be up to? I would immediately place a request with Captain Anders to assume the role of first officer. After that, I would study as much of the Klingon ship's modern technology and warfare as I could in all of my down hours. And thirdly, in an attempt at subterfuge, I would approach Garvo Undayo and see if there was any way to smuggle or receive 
more equipment or greater upgrades within the system. Cool. Uh, Elizabeth Cobalt, what would you be doing? I uh, think I would want to go have a drink <laughs> at Garbo's. That's be good. And uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe go to the science lab or, yeah, science, oh, no, Starfleet Ops, just to kind of see, you know, what happened to Earth and what happened, what happened to Starfleet. We've got a lot to catch up on. Great. Uh, I yeah. assume Cobalt went to the bar for the same reason I did, <laughs> but I will never speak to her about it. Uh, Emery Tor, what would you be up to? Um, and so I'm going to uh, go to a computer terminal and, and look up um, what happened, wh- what's going on in Trill, and um, what's become of the Trill Symbiosis Commission, where they're at, and also look into where the other me is. Because shit, I want to know. Okay, so, um, Dr. Bart, you head to um, Anders' quarters uh, on board the uh, Narendra station, largely because everyone's been ordered off of redundancy while it's being uh, rebuilt. So you buzz Anders a few times, and um, he doesn't answer the first few, uh, and then finally he kind of opens, presses the, the door, you get that beautiful, like, Star Trek door, like... Classic door chime. Creak. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's the, the classic Star Trek yeah, door. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he says, "Sorry, that's I've got that weird creaking noise I make now." Um, oh Jesus! He looks, uh, <laughs> I gotta lay this guy on a table. So again, you you remember the kind of like um, bright heroic uh, Anders who met his doom at the uh, the Helmsman panel. Uh, and, uh, this man is clearly much older, um, and, uh, he's, he's had a bit of a rough run of things. Uh, you can tell he's a little bit worse for the wear. He's clearly been hitting the bottle pretty hard. Um, you know, sort of three days worth of stubble, red eyes, uh, clearly just woke up. He's like, oh, um, the doctor, uh, Dr. Bart, um, it's good to see you again. And it's good to see you, Anders. And he kind of, and he kind of, uh, he's like, I, uh, yeah. I guess we're doing that again. Um, and then he kind of puts his hand on uh, your shoulder, and he's like, no, "But really, I've I've missed you. It's 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 nice to see you after all these years." He says, "Come in, come in. Sorry about the state of the place, and he should be. It's a mess in there. Um, <laughs> you know, like generally, uh, Starfleet quarters are always shown as being like incredibly minimalist, like stark. Yeah, stark and just like clean. There's just no way to make one dirty. He found a way. Okay, uh, you know, right just on. like the sheets are in a mess. There's like a couple of rumpled uniforms, despite the fact that it's so fucking easy to clean your stuff in Star Trek land. Um, and uh, he kind of like wanders over. Uh, he's got a fish tank. He kind of taps it. You don't have the heart to tell him the fish are dead. And uh, he. Uh, There's he nothing says, I can do for them. Uh, if only you'd upgraded that med bay. Um, <laughs> and he uh, he kind of like uh, walks over to, he starts to go for the bottle and then it kind of looks at you and remembers you're a doctor and instead he goes over to the replicator and he's like, coffee, black, and it pours him a coffee and he sort of offers you one. You know, caffeine is also a drug. Uh, and he takes a, takes a good long swig. How can I help you, doctor? Well, actually, it's funny you should ask. I think the question is, how can I help you, Captain? Um, we're about to embark on a, uh, a new voyage on a newly christened ship and you're our captain. Uh, look, I, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but you don't look too jazzed about it. Uh, can you roll me an insight and medicine or command? And that's two, right? Yeah. It's yep. always two unless you add 2d20 and then, uh, you add those two numbers together and try and roll under it. Right, right, right. That's all coming back to me now. 
insight and sorry, you said insight and medicine or uh, command. Either medicine or command. Oh well, okay, it's going to be uh, seventeen total with insight and medicine. Two successes. So you gain one momentum because uh, you got a uh, requisite amount of successes, and um, you see Anders kind of uh, he takes. You, you can tell he really doesn't want to talk about this, but he also recognizes that as ship's doctor, he probably should. And you can also tell that, you know, there's something odd in the way he looks at you that's the, the way that the Anders you knew would have. There's sort of that familiarity of, you know... I can see, like, the young Anders in there, sort well, of? Well, sort of, but it's also... It, it's it, I guess the best way to think of it is if a friend of yours, their dad looked exactly the same as they did... Okay. It's like you still have that rapport with him, and right, you can right. tell that he knew your predecessor as well. Mm. So there's kind of a weird kinship, even though you just kind of re-met this guy. So he sits down, and uh, he kind of puts one head in his hand. He's like, well, I guess you haven't uh, looked at the, the logs yet, but um, things didn't go uh, go so well for, for me when I, uh, when I took control of, uh, of the Moonhammer. Honestly, it could have been worse. I don't think that's true. Uh, when Captain Grantham uh, took the helm, I, I could have been on the helm. And what's perhaps worse is uh, now that I see your ship, I know that in one version of the world, I was. I was the, the man that uh, Captain Grantham thought I could be. And as a result, he lived and went on. Um, I know he's disappeared, but hopefully we'll go on to do great things. Whereas in mine, my cowardice caused the greatest man I've ever known to die. And uh, things didn't go well from there. I was stripped of the command of, of the Moonhammer shortly thereafter. Most of the crew wouldn't talk to me. Hell, I still, I still blame myself for uh, what happened with, uh, with Cobalt. Um, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, God. He, like, puts his head in his hands, and he kind of, like, hits his forehead a couple times. He's like, just, look, you'd be doing me a huge favor if you just don't, don't bring that up. I mean, all right. Great. Yeah, doctor, doctor, doctor patient, patient confidentiality. Great, no, you God. got it, buddy. He's like, well, in that case, he puts the coffee aside, he picks up the bottle, and he's like, yeah, who am I kidding? Um, but he's like, uh, you know, my, my career from there was was bad. The, the captain of the Moonhammer went on to do great things, but me, I just fell from vessel to vessel until I ended up a captain without a ship, until you guys showed up. So, no, I'm not not thrilled about it. I'm, I'm worried, I, you know. And I look at all of you, you're you're all the, the happy optimistic people I remember from my youth, not the, the ones we're we all so young. Became. We're so young. Yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> so not, youthful compared uh, to you. Yes, I'm very old now. I mean, Starfleet <laughs> technology keeps keeping me alive, and that sucks. And he takes, a, like, a long drink. Well, Captain Anders, let me tell you a little bit about my timeline. In my timeline, First Officer Anders leapt to the helm and took the con in place of uh, the captain, and gave his life for that captain, and brought us here today, and brought this ship through time by his sacrifice. And now as our timeline carries on, we meet you again. I think you are destined for greatness once again, sir. I think you are destined to be part of something miraculous. Thank you. He kind of, again, he he puts his hand on your shoulder, and he's like, no one's... No one's had faith in me in a long time. And he kind of looks at the bottle, and he puts it down, he picks the coffee back up, and he's like, oh. That's a start. <laughs> one day at a time. One day at a time. Uh, uh, thank you, Doctor. I'll, I'll think about this. All right, then. Now i got to go consider this request from Spork to become first officer. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on that? Um, don't. 
Good old Dr. Bart. Straight to the point. <laughs> Very frank. Yeah, I'm getting that a lot now. Uh, so he, uh, he thanks you and um, kind of goes back to... He starts like tidying his place up a bit. You, you feel like you, you, you've accomplished something pretty good there. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you one point of determination for dealing with the captain. Is that in addition to the one point he gets for the new session? Or is yes. this where it's yeah. zero? Okay, so yeah. he's at two. And also just uh, just from sort of a, a role play perspective, so all of you know how I'm going to be playing this, um, I've just changed Anders' values based on that conversation slightly. So okay. um, since I'm playing a PC who is an NPC, if that makes any sense, um, I'll be altering him based on your decisions and how he's able to assist or hinder you uh, over the course of the story will play out based on those sorts of things. Mm. Cool. Um, okay, so um, let's cut to Spork. Um, your, your request has been marked red, but has not been responded to as of yet. Uh, it's like on iMessenger, it's very <laughs> what, frustrating. <laughs> what color does it turn when it's been responded to? Well, it gets a little check mark next to it. <laughs> what a stupid joke. So um, Spork, uh, you and Cobalt um, walk together in sort of companionable silence to uh, Garvo's Companionable because uh, Cobalt thinks you're going to get a drink together and relax a bit. You because you think you're both on a clandestine mission to smuggle more supplies. She is equally intelligent and as such will have the same plan for subterfuge. Excellent. And uh, Cobalt, how are you feeling about uh, maybe getting a drink with Spork? I mean, you guys already seem to have a bit of a rapport going on from the away team mission. Uh, is this like a, a get to know him a bit better or is it just a... Uh, are you just in it for your own drink? I just need a drink. Great. Fair enough. Uh, so you enter uh, Garvo's. Um, Garvo's is, uh, he's clearly invested some money in trying to make it seem more exotic than it really is. Uh, the modern equivalent would be like a downtown Toronto tiki bar uh, where, you know, you walk in and there's just like everything's bright and there's, you know, there's vines hanging from the ceiling uh, and there's kind of flashing lights everywhere. There's some statues from around. All of them look fake, but it's a stark difference from the sort of cold clinical hallways uh, everywhere else. Uh, so you walk in, um, you see a bunch of tables. Uh, there are a bunch of Klingons who are like well into their cups. Uh, you know from uh, sort of Starfleet propaganda back in your time that a bored Klingon is a fighty Klingon. Hmm. Uh, so you can see that they're all kind of getting uh, getting shmammered, looking, looking to start some shit. Um, at the bar, you can see um, there's a sort of a tall, bald man in a Starfleet uniform who seems to flicker every few moments, who's uh, pouring drinks and kind of making small talk. Uh, you don't see any Ferengi in the bar. Garvo, or sorry, um, Spork, what would you like to do? I approach the flickering tall man and ask where Garvo is. He says, oh, sorry, uh, didn't see you there. Would you like a drink? And then he kind of flickered. He's like, oh, sorry, didn't see you there. Would you like a drink? Is there anyone else located at this bar? Nope, just me. Nope, just me. I look around. Is anyone else seated at the bar in this room? Uh, yeah, there's a few people like sitting at the bar. There's the table full of Klingons. Uh, over in the corner, you see some Starfleet officers doing that polite next-gen version of drinking where everyone just like sits there and like smiles at each other politely. I approach the table of Starfleet officers. When I reach the table, I say... Where can I find Garvo Undayo? And they say, oh, uh, so is it Lieutenant currently? Lieutenant Junior Grade. Ah, yes. 
Wow. Soon to be first officer. Uh, yeah, fair, fair enough, sir. We don't doubt it. Uh, wow, this, this is. Ve- I'm sorry, this is very strange for us, um, Lieutenant Spork. Uh, it's it. Wow, it is a pleasure to meet you, sir. Uh, no, uh, Garvo and Dio's uh, off station now. He should be back in the next few days. Excellent. Where are his quarters located? Should I look for him in future? Uh, the best place to find him is here. His quarters are, he's got quarters behind the bar. Honestly, he's here all the time unless he's off world trying to find new trinkets to populate the bar with. I return to where Cobalt is located and <laughs> sit myself directly beside her, facing in the same direction, facing away from a wall, because only a fool faces a wall. Speaking of uh, Cobalt, uh, you walk in, you see uh, Spork immediately beeline it to the bar. What do you do? Uh, I, I go, I'm going to go up to the bar and. Uh... You know, Spork, what, uh, what, are you, what are you doing here? What were you saying to those officers? I wink. <laughs> uh, uh-uh. Cobalt, you, you get like a chill. It's not a pleasant chill. It's just, it's, it, this is a, a horrifying display. I, I'm going to leave you here. <laughs> I'm going to go sit down there and have a drink. Would, would you, if you want to join me, that's fine. But if you don't, and you want to continue on whatever you're doing, that, that's cool too. I wink. And follow her. Oh my god! <laughs> so, I'm terrified. <laughs> all right, so Cobalt, you make your way down uh, down the bar. Uh, you find some more comfortable seating, and the uh, the flickering bartender comes over and uh, he says, "Hey, didn't see you there. Want a drink?" Yeah. Uh, what uh, What are your specials today? So he uh, he sort of slides over a a data pad. Uh, you can see that um, much like a bar in downtown Toronto, the specials are really just regularly priced drinks, um, <laughs> but a couple of them have been highlighted. Um, it seems that, um, a lot of, uh, there's certainly a lot of the drinks that you would have had back in your time. Um, there's certainly more Klingon variety. Also, um, Cardassian, uh, beverages, which are kind of new to you. There's just a bunch of stuff. Okay. Uh, can you just surprise me with something? Sure. Can do. Sure. Can do. And he goes and starts like mixing a drink behind the bar. All right. Spork, do you want anything? I would like access to that data pad. (laughs) What, what are you going to do with the data pad? Cobalt. Normally I would not say this aloud, knowing we are here for the same purpose. But due to the inefficiency <laughs> of visual communication, I am forced to say this aloud. Excellent choice on this quiet corner. I need you to hack into this data pad and Wait, find us out everything what? you can hold about on. Garvo and Dio. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Why? We are being inadequately supplied due to the betrayal of Admiral Sims. <laughs> As such, Garvo, being the most morally flexible character on this ship. Is that uh, racist? (laughs) It's not racist if it's accurate. (laughs) Jesus Christ. uh, That is possibly the most Vulcan thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Okay. All right. So why do you you think we're being undersupplied? What evidence do you have? Admiral Sims said he would make us redundant and put us in situations until we die. We are not receiving a full upgrade, but at the same time, they are doing equal or superior upgrades on a Klingon ship. They have stripped us of our own engineering crew to repair another ship while we are docked. Is my drink ready? (laughs) 
Our Star Trek Adventures one-shot features our GM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. Players Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter. Laura Elizabeth at EL Hamstring on Twitter. Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter. And the mysterious Kristen, who don't need no help with Twitter traffic. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and all of Dum Dums and Dice's art is by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker. That's M-R-K-R on Twitter. This show's theme music is Gothic Trip with Thunder Horse by Damiano Baldoni, and our ads use the tracks No Control and and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you could join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks for listening. Smash that subscribe button and show your love to One Shots. DJ One Shots out of here. <laughs> Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Joshua White, Olin Anderson, Sue One, Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Anthony Griffin, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumb dumb dice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.